into cybersecurity, there's a ton of content out there. And if you don't know where to start, it can be overwhelming, even paralyzing. So let's fix that. Welcome to Simply Cyber, a community of tens of thousands of aspiring and active cybersecurity professionals focused on networking, knowledge sharing, and professional development. I'm Dr. Gerald Dozier, Chief Content Creator at Simply Cyber, inviting you to get the answers to your cybersecurity problems with hundreds of cybersecurity videos answering your frequently asked questions, interviewing industry experts, and live streaming daily cyber threat briefings hosted by me. Now get the stories and insights you won't find anywhere else. Hit subscribe now and dig into all the fresh content on the channel and in the community. Nothing should stop you from launching and leveling up your cybersecurity career today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you so much, everybody who is joining us today at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, or 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. My name is Eric Taylor. I'm the Chief Forensic Operator and owner here at Barricade Cyber Solutions. And we are, I'm welcoming you to episode 462 of today's Simply Cyber Threat Briefing. Thank you so much. Again, before we get started, everybody, I do want to say apologies to everybody. We had a Imagine I, we can't always say clients, right, or the client's name, right, like that. But we we had a bit of an issue with one of our cases that we're working on that required, you know, all hands on deck, and you know, it wouldn't be fair to them to be like, oh, we can't help you. We got to host this podcast type thing, right? So, um, much uh, appreciation to the grace that everybody is uh, that is extending. Please understand, I, I did want to be here, but. In, at the end of the day, you know, clients do come first and making sure that they're able to operate in a meaningful manner is very paramount to uh, not only the business, but goodwill person to person, right? So um, that, that they look like they're getting back up. But anyway, we'll, we'll digress and go on again. Thank you so much for coming back in. I do see 92 of y'all wonderful, beautiful people. Thank you so much. Um, I wanted to introduce our stream sponsors. You guys know them, you love them. First off, we'll start off with Panopsi Security. Ladies and gentlemen, if y'all are ever looking to get into the, uh, trying to get your executive team to actually move forward with your recommendations that you are making to the organization, definitely consider leveraging Panopsi Security to, you know, help you cross that finish line with, you know, multi-factor authentication or, you know, putting in, you know, multi-clustered offsite backups, whatever that is, you know, an organization like Panopsite Security can come in and actually help you explain these things to the executive suite. So that way, you know, they can be able to advocate on your behalf is the best way that I can explain these type of things. So definitely look at Brandon Poole and the team over there at Panopsite Security. 
to help you get your cybersecurity goals inside of your organization achieved. You know, it, we're coming up on the end of 2023. Make those conversations with him now and his team so that way you can start looking at 2024 being a more secure year than you are in 2023. Also, thanks to the show sponsors of uh, Panopsi Security. I'm sorry, not Panopsi. You can tell I'm a little flustered this morning. It's been kind of crazy all morning. But, you know, anti-cypher training, uh, Black Hills Security, Black Hills Information Security Team's training division is called Anti-Cypher Training, where they do have that pay as uh, pay what you can. Definitely look at the link down there in the show notes so that way you can get that direct link. You know, you clicking on that link in the show notes helps, uh, helps vet and solidify, you know, your... Uh, their engagement with this community because they do track those type of engagements. So, you know, definitely, you know, look at that. Look at the courses they have. Um, you know, I've, me personally, I've done several of the anti-siphon training classes, breaching into the cloud, uh, or popping into the cloud. A couple other ones, the red teaming. Uh, they've been very, very good classes when I was doing a lot of penetration testing. So, definitely worth looking at and trying to see if this is a a viable solution for you and your training efforts with that we are short on time um if you are actually here please say hashtag team live definitely want to shout out to those who are first timers please say hashtag first time so that we can all give you that very friendly hello that you're you're so uh, eager to get and we want you to be able to extend to you we want you to be very welcome here and uh, again thank you for joining um with that let's get started again we're a little short on time we definitely have a lot of fires internally that we're trying to put out so i definitely want to be able to deliver this uh news to you in a a meaningful way so let me stop this and jack up my soundboard audio and with that let's get this thing started ladies and gentlemen From the CISO series, it's Cybersecurity Headlines. It's Friday, September 29th, 2023. Chinese hackers stole emails from U.S. State Department in the Microsoft breach. A Senate staffer has told Reuters that Chinese hackers who breached Microsoft's email platform earlier this year stole 60,000 emails from 10 U.S. State Department accounts, nine belonging to officials who were working on East Asia and Pacific issues, and one belonging to a Europe-focused official. The hackers also, quote, obtained a list containing all of the department's emails, end quote. Senator Eric Schmidt, whose staffer was allegedly the person who spoke to Reuters, said through a statement that we, quote, need to take a hard look at the federal government's reliance on a single vendor as a potential weak point, end quote. Johnson Controls faces $51 million. Uh, I shot for a second. So, yeah, we're going to go full on. Yeah, this is this is completely. absurd ladies and gentlemen you know i have been griping and complaining about this for years you know we're going to get on a soapbox event for a second you know there's been people who have been very very mad at me and you know what whatever you know biden and his administration put out those executive briefings or uh last year to almost two years ago now maybe even close to three uh because we are hitting that uh 
re-election cycle about mandating MFA and everything inside of their own government institutions. And this is just another case where they are not implement. They want businesses to implement it, but they won't do it themselves. They say it's too hard. It's too complicated. You've seen, you know, CMMC, the, the entire framework for that get rolled back because self-acetation doesn't work. It doesn't, you know, I can easily say, yes, we are doing all the cybersecurity measures that you are recommending, Mr. or Mrs. Government official, and you're not really doing it. And they were complaining because they were saying, oh, we, uh, you know, we, it's going to take too much time. It's going to take too much energy to get these things stood up and be able to do these things. Now, I call complete and utter. Again, we, we don't, this is not a show to get ultra political and I got to be careful to make sure I don't. But when we are as a country and as InfoSec and cybersecurity professionals are trying to make our environments stronger and more secure from an outside threat, it doesn't look good when your government is doing the same things that they want you to do. And I know it, it takes a while. You know, I understand the government is a bigger monstrosity. It's a bigger buzz. So, you know, when you take it in terms of business, a smaller business like Barricade Cyber um, or Panopsi Security, and, you know, some would strongly argue that even Black Hills Information Security is definitely still a small business, even though they're rapidly growing. Um, the It's easier for a smaller business to pivot it's like you know driving a a fiat versus you know a train of mac trucks you know comparison wise it's harder to turn that entire freight train of mac trucks around aka the u.s government than it is a couple small fiats you know that can do 360s on a dime so you know, i understand that comparison and that analogy um but it's like okay i mowed my yard and I trimmed it up and, you know, trying to increase a curb appeal, but, you know, you haven't pressure washed your house in the like past 20 years and it looks like mold is about to grow all over and you got vines everywhere. Right. So it, it's kind of that same analogy, right? You're, you're, you're polishing up one side, but you're not taking care of the rest of your infrastructure. And it, this thing really, really drives me nuts. Um, so I think if last last note, I do think it's going to take us general public infosec and security uh, folks to be more public against not only internally, but externally of our organizations. Right. And I know there's a lot of good podcasts and stuff like that. I don't know what it looks like to be more public about you know demanding others to uphold um you know their security posture without doing the whole name I'm, I'm not trying to do all that i'm not you know i don't want to say you know wow look at this business over here they're not doing it look i mean that there's always problems right Cybersecurity is never perfect by any means but in this article that they stated they're they're like, oh, well, maybe we should could reconsider you not using one vendor. Come on, really? 
it's too many eggs in one basket, right? So anyway, we'll carry on. That's enough of that soapbox. <laughs> Johnson Controls faces $51 million ransomware demand. The multinational company that secures industrial control systems, security equipment, fire safety and air conditioning systems is now the latest victim of a cyber attack that shut down parts of its IT systems and encrypted data. According to Bitdefender, quote, the Dark Angels ransomware group has claimed responsibility for the attack and claims to have exfiltrated over 25 terabits of data from the company. If the ransom is not paid, they threaten to publish the data on a leak site. Graham Cluley, however, points out that Dark Angels, quote, may have bitten off more than they can chew, end quote, with this attack, since many of Johnson Controls' customers use their technology to secure state and federal buildings, as well as critical infrastructure. This means, he says, the attack and potential exfiltration and publication of highly sensitive data could be considered a risk to national security. Yeah, so this one's another bad situation, right? So we've been seeing this one. So Dark Angels team is very new on the scene. They only came on at least our radar um, about two weeks ago, I think. So, and they've only got a couple of people that at the time I checked them, they only had a couple of people that were named on there um, that was accredited to them from self-claiming uh, these things. So uh that's a lot of data a lot of data exfil i'm really surprised that that didn't set off some alerts but um i digress a little bit on that one the this is this is just not good for johnson controls by any means so hopefully there's some good negotiators at at play here that's working through this situation and they could be able to uh, at least keep some of their you know ip intellectual property uh, off the dark web and be able to do what they need to do but yeah it's definitely not a good day i'll, I'll just say rates we are now heading into the holiday season ladies and gentlemen please be more mindful of your environments they are definitely more subject now due to the holidays than they ever have been. You know, the uh, European nations are definitely coming out of holidays. And, um, you know, while they do still have a, a conflict over there, we are seeing a lot of increased attacks, right? So we're, we're seeing a lot more, we're seeing more traffic through our Google AdWords to our landing pages in this past two weeks than we have seen in about three or four months so that clearly shows uh that there is more folks that either one doing more research or more, more folks are actually getting impacted by these type of events so um i think to the latter because it is coming up on holiday season so please be mindful you know shout out and plug to you know put upside security again right so if you've been trying to get that cybersecurity thing done um, you may want to talk to them. You're again coming up on the holidays. Google fixes year's fifth Chrome zero day. 
This zero-day flaw, tracked as CVE 2023-5217, is a, quote, high-severity heap buffer overflow that affects VP8 encoding in libvpx, end quote. Researcher Clément Lessin from Google's Threat Analysis Group discovered the flaw on September 25th. Maddie Stone, also from Google's tag group, confirms that the issue was addressed and fixed within two days, and also confirmed that there has been, quote, exploitation by a commercial spyware vendor, end quote. Mm. That's not good. So, yeah, data exfiltration is never good. But I will, I know Google is having a lot of problems. Apple is, you know, we, we use, you know, a hybrid of Google and Apple devices, you know, because we always got to make sure that we're up to date on what the what our clients and potential prospects are potentially using inside of their infrastructure. And there's been a lot of updates. Um, Apple just released their 17.0 uh, ISO or um, their 17.0 version, and that thing's already had two, maybe three updates. Google's definitely had some problems, but the one thing you always got to remember in this, ladies and gentlemen, yes, this is a serious issue. There was a flaw. They Google's clearly knows the TTPs and been able to go back and say, hey, we've seen data exfiltration because of this. So in hindsight, when you take a look at it from a 30,000 foot view, you always want to make sure that you are partnering with businesses that will support you and will be honest as much as possible. Uh, with you on certainly um, a lot of these things and you know hats off to Google you know they used to have the the mantra of do no evil or do no harm um, and it seems like they've gotten away from that a uh, pretty good bit over the past couple of years but seriously hats off to Google for you know quickly patching and deploying these patches and I know Google's got a little bit of problems with their internal ecosystem so like for those who don't know if you have an Android phone if you have a Google Pixel, then you're going to get these updates right away. However, if you have an LG, a Samsung or whatever, Google will push it to that manufacturer. They got to put it through their uh, their version of the Google plat or the Android platform for that device. So make sure it works and then push it out. So if you have one of those off brand, if you will, um, Android devices, you're going to be looking at like, if memory serves me well, I haven't actually tracked it, but when I was a heavy Android user, it would be about two weeks to a month before you would get that security update from Samsung, LG, or any of those other third-party Android developers uh, for your specific model. So, um, you know, just be be aware of that. You know, see if this particular CVE does uh, apply to you. And, you know, apparently Google definitely knows how to, uh, let's, let's just pull this up. We got a few moments here. Be quiet, Ed. Go away. Heap overflow, yep. Um, for free and extensions, okay. So yeah, they definitely have a log here. Let me, if you are a Google user, I'll just post that in there and you can kind of go in there and um, dig that up. But yeah, definitely 
keep an eye on it. Oh yeah, we're here. We're going to talk about iOS in the next to- topic, but yeah, um, let's talk about that. And we'll kind of catch up. Cisco warns of iOS zero-day exploitation attempts. The company has announced that patches are available for a medium severity flaw in iOS and iOS XE software tracked as CVE 2023-20109. This flaw affects the group encrypted transport VPN feature of iOS and iOS XE. Successful exploitation requires valid credentials and administrative control over a group member or a key server. Cisco states that, quote, products running a vulnerable iOS or iOS XE release with the GDOI or G-IKE version 2 protocol enabled are impacted by this issue, end quote. There are no workarounds, so the patch is strongly recommended, especially since Cisco has observed exploitation attempts in the wild. Yeah, this thing definitely came up on our radar the uh, yesterday. You know, so on this one and, um, you know, the Google... You gotta patch it. That's right. You got. Ah, oh, you gotta patch it. <laughs> so yeah, definitely patch your Androids. Definitely look at this, um, this vulnerability with the iOS frameworks. Like I said just a moment ago, iOS has been doing. Apple's been doing a lot of updates uh, since rolling out their 17.0 to patch up some of their vulnerabilities inside of their ecosystem for mobile devices. And it's from the sounds of it, um, it does look like it does apply uh to ios xe and again i'm not heavy into apple so i don't know if that is the mac version ios like um i'll ping joseph he's he's more into that than i am but yeah i I think that's what it is that's the new release for the macs and not the um i could be wrong because it is still ios anyway leave a comment down below and tell me where I'm messing up, please. Um, that way I can be able to be better informed on the Apple OS versions. So, um, but yeah, go through this one did say that there are no existing patches for this particular, uh, vulnerability. There are mitigation steps. So, you know, go through and apply these mitigations uh, that way you are as best protected until a formal patch can be vetted and released out to the general public, right? And with that, we did see, I did hear the intro of the uh, mid so we will listen to that. And now a word from our sponsor, App Omni. If you think CASBs effectively secure your SaaS data, think again. CASBs lack visibility into your SaaS estate, nor can they address and detect risks that arise from SaaS apps' unlimited endpoints. What you need is a robust SSPM designed to secure the dynamic and extensible nature of SaaS apps and their data. That's where App Omni comes in. We continuously monitor your SaaS estate to detect cyber risks and secure your company's most critical data and workflows. Get started at appomni.com. That's A-P-P-O-M-N-I dot com. Russian. All right. So, yeah, thank you, Nathan uh, Bolton, for correcting me on that one. I made the assumption of Apple iOS, but I do know that Apple iOS is, they've had some. So apparently Cisco is also having some 
some issues with some of their their gear as well so thank you so much for that correction i do greatly greatly a, appreciate it it does get a little confusing when you know when you're dealing with multiple things like that um with that you know the, this is the mid roll so i do want to say thank you so, again so much for everybody for y'all's patience and um working through us as we were taking care of uh, some other issues this morning um this is the time of the the show i definitely want to always mention the simply cyber community challenge ladies and gentlemen this is the community or this is the hashtag that you want to be able to use on linkedin to be able to connect with other like-minded folks that are um you know think and do the same things that you do yesterday um jeffrey santo uh posted out his cybersecurity. if you have not seen this ladies and gentlemen I will post this here into the chat. Please go uh, check out his story. Connect with him if you haven't already. And I am going to, because we are running a late show, I guarantee you that Jeffrey Santo is probably not watching this stream. And I will mainly pick somebody from the the chat. Um, if you want to nominate yourself, just say you know nominate me or something hashtag nominate or something in the chat and i will randomly pick somebody from the chat so that way they can do it um but i definitely want to keep that ball rolling it's oh jeffrey santo you are here thank you so much buddy so jeffrey uh please coordinate with somebody please pass the baton to somebody that in the community to be able to tell their simply cyber community challenge and again if you are red team blue team purple team aqua whatever colors they are right now you know definitely do that uh and find other people that are in your niche vertical of information security or it uh, uh it specialty if you're hardware software network engineer at system administrator things of that nature so find other people that are just like you now a little self-promotion if you want um i will drop this in here but the little fun that we're having i know dr gerald osier posted the, uh bought one of these so you're going to see him uh actually po uh wear some of these here very soon um but if you're wanting a threat actor suck i put the link in there more importantly though our friends over there at cyber junkies they are putting out a cybersecurity awareness month for uh october they got 31 episodes scheduled definitely take a look at what they're doing um you know you, they got people like john hammond john uh, again hooked on phonics uh chris luller I, I know i know of chris me and him have talked several times um you know he started i get a lot of information from chris he's a very cool dude uh he's always been very helpful with uh you know helping me advance our industry because he's kind of gone through there he started off as a dfir small dfir firm grew it got on on insurance carrier panels and essentially got acquired by an insurance company so he's definitely someone that's been uh helpful for us expanding our business so chris uh if you're watching hey appreciate it buddy um when he says we actually need to meet face to face but anyway um you know i'm on october 4th you know, there's a ton of ton of ton of people who are in here that you know it looks like you can be able to learn something every day every weekday of the month in october and so definitely check out cyber junkies on linkedin we i am actually my episode will air on october 4th there's a direct link if you want to watch that um and then here is 
the entire cyber junkie so that way you can watch the follow them and be able to get up to date and watch all of the videos on their LinkedIn feed. I don't know if they're going to be doing it on YouTube. Uh, David, who I've been coordinating with, he's been sending me LinkedIn stuff. So um, definitely follow them over there and stay up to date on everything. Um, with that, um, we will get carried on with part two, ladies and gentlemen. The flight booking system suffers cyber attack. What is being described as a massive DDoS impacted the Russian airline booking system Leonardo yesterday. The Russian state defense company Rostec claims it was carried out by, quote, foreign hackers, end quote. Russia Airlines, Pobeda, and Aeroflot were affected by the attack, which caused disruptions for about an hour. Responsibility for the attack is being claimed by the Ukrainian hacktivist group IT Army. This is just the latest in a long string of attacks against this flight booking system. H&R Block. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, um, again, we try, as Dr. Jared Ogier always says, um, you know, we try to do, I know he doesn't do any show prep. I do my best not to do any show prep. And clearly, as we're running late today, you know, you can definitely see that I did not do any show prep on this one. But this is definitely an interesting situation to see a Russian booking system receive a DDoS attack. So... You know, clearly shots fired. You know, there's always been, you know, speculation, a lot of speculation, I should say, around, you know, where a lot of these threat actors potentially come from, things of that nature, and being able to ascertain where, you know, um, Dark Angel's coming from and uh, Lockbit and Black Hat and just all these other folks, right? So uh, to actually have a Russian system taken down for this is pretty, pretty cool to some degree. Um, yeah, I'm trying to make sure I phrase this again, not to be overly political. Um, so I, I assume this is going to be by Ukraine that may have, you know, did the whole quote unquote hack back because they are going back and forth a lot. Um, so Keep an eye on that as if that's an interest. It's one of those things like you guys are over there fighting amongst yourselves. We're going to be over here securing our networks, please. So. Google and Meta face RICO class action data privacy lawsuit. Oh, boy. This case alleges that the tax preparation firm H&R Block worked with Meta and Google to, quote, embed spyware on its website to make money from scraped tax return data, end quote. The suit alleges that this should, quote, be considered a pattern of racketeering on a massive scale, end quote, which is why it is being filed under the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, otherwise known as RICO. This is usually applied to cases dealing with organized crime. A statement from Google confirms that it has strict policies around collection of data and noted that, quote, site owners, as opposed to Google, control what information they collect, end quote. Uh, I'm going to call that last line. I'm going to call a big massive. So. All right. I'm, I, let me make sure I poise this correctly because I'm not a massive web guy. Um, 
but when you sponsor ads on the sh- on on your webpage, like the bleeping computer is famously known for, I think they add, every time I host, they add another ad in the, their page. So if anybody has contacts over there, can you ask them to stop? That'd be nice. But anyway, um, I digress. The Google's ads will be displayed randomly through ad manager um, and remarketing. So like if you ever went to our website, you know, you'll start seeing a lot of our ads pop up and stuff like that. So um, Facebook, Meta, all that, you know, like I can take Google ads and market on Facebook. I can market on Instagram um, and definitely YouTube naturally. But the, no, I take that back. I cannot. I misspoke. Rewind tape. So the ad, let's just put it this way. The person who is generating the ad owns and be, is able to track all interactions, right? So when you click on an ad, a lot of times it's that really long freaking string. A lot of that is tracking information. You're embedding cookies in so that way you can see what page they left, what page they navigated through, and what was their exit page. That's all done inside of the ads. So... I, I, again, I call a big BS on, you know, what a site owner does. Nope. I don't know about that. Anyway, I, I do like the fact, cause we've always in the industry and I know even general public will always talk about, it's like, you know, me and my mom or me and my husband or wife or significant other were just talking about going to XYZ, um, xyz's uh, ice cream shop or whatever like that and we were talking face to face not on the phone and the next thing you know i'm seeing ads for ice cream shops on facebook and instagram and all these whatever social media platform that you're on so to see this get kicked back and you know and you know a sucker punch if you will to you know the over evasiveness is definitely i like it i like it a lot any one of those sounders. CISA launches new public cyber safety campaign. As part of its new cybersecurity awareness program, the agency has released a 60-second public service announcement aimed at the general public in an effort to get people to adopt basic cybersecurity habits. Here comes the Soapbox. include creating strong passwords, using a password manager, enabling MFA, and recognizing and reporting phishing and updating software. It also points to a website offering further information, tip sheets, and infographics. Links to this website and to the ad itself are available in the show notes to this episode. Folks, please forgive me. Because this is exact. this is a big problem. No offense to Jean, Jen Easterly, no offense to CISA, but has anybody here actually gone to CISA's recommendations for every year for cybersecurity month? Honestly, have you? If you haven't, go there, check it out. Then go into Google's time machine and go back year after year after year after year. You want to know what you're going to find? The same darn thing every year. 
It's regurgitated. New new graphics. New please put in MFA. Please use strong password. Please use a strong password man or please use a password manager. At some point in time, we need to get back to the basics of cybersecurity. Right? We're getting ready to hit cybersecurity month in October. And I guarantee you, 99% of the freaking out there is all going to be marketing based stuff. Sign up for our new, or sign up here to get cybersecurity tips and all this other crap. And I'm so freaking over it. I really, really am. Like, when are we as an industry, like I talked about earlier, going to get back and be more vocal to other businesses in our neighborhood, in our local community, and have open conversations about making everybody in your town more secure? You know, that's actually a good thing. Maybe a way I, I was mentioning a minute ago how I didn't know how we as InfoSec and cybersecurity professionals can do this, you know. I know there's B-sides in a lot of towns. Maybe that's uh, an avenue to do. Start those type of meetups there and then take them you know, quarterly or whatever. Signing NDAs from business owners to business owners and CISOs and CTIOs and all these three that are acronyms amongst each other and have open conversations. Hey, I'm really struggling with name your MFA product, integrating with name external product and has anybody done this type of thing and i think getting back to everybody owning and helping your local community and everybody doing this will maybe make things a little bit better maybe that's the way we do it just throwing it out as a food for thought but Oct i freaking ate october i really do because it's the same regurgitated crap Everybody thinks it's a freaking marketing, it's a marketing thing and nobody's getting better. Not a freaking person is getting better by these efforts. Now, I'm not saying don't be cybersecurity aware, don't be conscious, don't be whatever, because like I've said before, ransomware attacks are up. Threat actors are very engaged right now. Again, there's a very real issue at hand, but we're handling the problem in the wrong way. And that needs to change. Anyway, again, I don't want to be on a soapbox too much, but there we go. Black Tech Hacking Group exploits routers to target U.S. companies. Black Tech has been identified by CISA, the FBI, and Trend Micro, amongst others, as a Chinese state-backed threat actor, and is known for tampering with routers in order to use them as network access points. In a joint alert, U.S. and Japanese security agencies stated, quote, Black Tech has demonstrated capabilities in modifying router firmware without detection and exploiting routers' domain trust relationships to pivot from international subsidiaries to headquarters in Japan and the United States, which are the primary targets, end quote. A typical attack chain used by the group involves spear phishing emails with backdoor-laden attachments. All right, one second, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just trying to make sure. Okay, cool. Good. My schedule is very jam-packed today, ladies and gentlemen. So, okay. Um, yeah, I didn't. 
unfortunately i was focused on something else at the moment uh so china's black hat Twitter routers us okay so yeah um which router do they say in here which router they're going after bear with me as i read this Oh, router's VPN issue or VPN feature. Side note, while I'm reading through this, um, did you know a lot of your VPNs are able to be protected with MFA? Oh, thanks, chat, Cisco. Um, so yeah, so another Cisco issue, but I definitely know Cisco has the ability, I don't know on their um their prosumer uh small business series it, like the Meraki brand if you can do MFA on those I, I don't know too much about the Meraki brand that they acquired not too long ago or I guess maybe a year or two ago by now um but a lot of VPNs are able to be bolted in with MFA I do wonder how many of these VPN issues would have been mitigated by having MFA on the VPN? I know there's a lot of code uh, exploits, you know, RCEs, remote code exploits, um, buffer overflows. There's ways of breaking the MFA from doing this. Um, so uh, there's, I know there's workarounds. It's a business decision to have VPN in place versus a remote access tool or a rat like um, TeamViewer or AnyDesk or Screen Connect or JumpCloud or whatever the case is, whatever that product is, right? You got to figure out um, business to business what is the best use case for your organization and then kind of move forward with that, right? So um again so if you have more cisco you it, it looks like you have a long weekend if you have cisco gear so get, you know get back to ah you gotta patch it <laughs> i love that freaking sounder that is awesome is that the end of the a reminder to join us later today at 3 30 p.m eastern 12 30 pacific for yep so that's the end of that Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, again, so, so much for tuning in today. I do greatly, greatly appreciate it. I do wish I had time today for jaw jacking, but as you can tell, things are very, very kind of out of hand, very, very chaotic and um, completely, you know, out of control. Uh, well, not out of control, but there's a lot of focus that needs to be done for our clients that are kind of going through some stuff right now. So with that, I will bid you all adieu. Thank you so much to the 115 of you that are currently watching. Please do Dr. Gerald Osier a favor and smash that like that like button. Please tell everybody that who missed it. Hey, you missed kind of a, a train wreck show of Eric just going off the rails a couple of times on a soapbox. Um, with that, we will uh, sign off with the sea shanty. I wish everybody a pleasant weekend. I hope everybody is doing well. And until next time, y'all take care of yourselves. There was
once was a kid whose passwords laid across all sites. They were the same, a criminal, then found their fame by taking that data to go. Soon may a criminal come to steal your pictures and data and run. One day when the crime is done, they'll steal your account and go.